The Chicago Blackhawks are back at the United Center tonight for their second matchup of the season with the Boston Bruins. I'll go over the projected lineups for both teams, my three keys to victory for the Hawks, as well as an early prospects update after a big weekend for the Hawks pipeline. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, everyone? Welcome on in to another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, thank you all for making the show your very first listen here to start off your day. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can go and give me a follow on X at Jack Bushman2. Or you can go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And also, just a reminder to please go and show some support if you haven't done so already. Go and smash that like button for me. Comment down below as to which Blackhawks player in particular you'll be keeping an eye on for in tonight's matchup with the Bruins. And of course, go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. I'm really trying to pump those numbers up right now and subscribing to the channel won't cost you anything. It's 100% free, so please make sure to go and help the boy out. And you can also go and turn on those push notifications to get notified when the episode gets uploaded to YouTube each and every day. And today's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks is sponsored by Game Time. Go and download the Game Time app right now and use the promo code LOCKDOWNNHL in all caps for $20 off to sporting events, music events, theater events, and comedy events near you. All right. Good morning, everyone. As always, thank you all for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. I hope everyone's day is off to a tremendous start here and looks like the weather is actually coming around here this week in the Chicagoland area. Today of all days, I believe the high is supposed to be 75 or 77. We're getting that little bit of a third or fourth summer before we get uh, first or second winter coming up later this weekend. I noticed the weather look, looking like it's going to be 65 to 70 throughout the rest of the week, but then this Sunday, it's going to get back down into the 30s. So everyone out there, make sure to enjoy this warm weather while we have it, because this really could be the final hoorah at the same point in time. You really never know with Chicago, but definitely make sure to go enjoy this lovely weather that we're having here today. And later on this evening, the Chicago Blackhawks are back in action, taking on the Boston Bruins for the second time here in the last two weeks and in the early going of the regular season. Second matchup for the Hawks and the Bruins in the Blackhawks. First seven games of the season here, but this time it will be held at the United Center. The Hawks are holding their second home game of the season, and this is going to be a 7.30 p.m. Central Time puck drop, and the game will be televised on ESPN and ESPN Plus for all of those curious. But as I've outlined over the last couple of episodes here, even though the Chicago Blackhawks are now back in Chicago, the schedule isn't going to get any easier for them. Their second home game of the season coming against, oh, you know, only the 5-0-0 Boston Bruins who won the President's Trophy last year, had the best regular season record in NHL history. And then the Blackhawks, their next game, they go back on the road and head to Vegas to take on a team that they just lost to in their home opener, the defending Stanley Cup champion 6-0-0 Vegas Golden Knights. And then after that, they still have two meetings in the next two and a half, three weeks 
with the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Florida Panthers. So it's not going to get any easier for the Chicago Blackhawks. Just a brutal slew of games for them right out of the gate. But the last time that we saw these two teams face off with one another on the road out in Boston, the Blackhawks' second game of the season, the Bruins' uh, season opener, the Blackhawks were you know, able to kind of hang in there with a really good Bruins squad for the majority of that contest. Now, I will say that was mostly due to just a stellar performance and that from Arvid Soderbloom. Um, and you know that the Blackhawks are going to have to be on top of their A game if they want any chance of picking up a win against this Bruins squad here tonight. But uh, it was good to see at least this Blackhawks team show the battle and show the intensity and show enough drive to hang in there with a really good Bruins team despite kind of getting outchanced and outshot. It's what happens when you get good goaltending. You'll have an opportunity to go in there and beat everyone. But I was impressed with how the Blackhawks, especially on the back end of a back-to-back, right, going into Boston, the performance and the fight and the compete level that they had, it's absolutely something that us fans can hang our hats on. But they're going to have to repeat that again tonight is what I'm trying to really say here. If they do want to beat a Bruins team, that has yet to lose here in the 2023-2024 NHL regular season. But what I am interested to see the most tonight, though, Blackhawks fans, is whether or not the Hawks are, and maybe retaliate isn't, isn't the right word here, but I'm really interested to see how the veterans are going to react in the early going of this game. Because if you all remember, in the first meeting between these two teams, not only did Brandon Carlo, in my opinion, get away with Uh, a dirty high hit on Taylor Hall, which forced him to miss the remainder of that game. And since has returned to the Blackhawks lineup, but re-aggravated that shoulder injury in Saturday's home opener against the Vegas Golden Knights. He's now out and deemed week to week once again, and will not be suiting up for the Blackhawks here tonight in this game, which is unfortunate considering Taylor Hall did spend the last couple of seasons playing with the Boston Bruins, had to leave his return back to Boston early and won't be able to go against his former team once again here tonight. But also, John Beecher had a really dangerous and bad hit on Cole Gutman into the boards, which led to Jason Dickinson sticking up for him and fighting Beecher, which I thought was absolutely the right call after how bad of a hit it was by Beecher. But then Dickinson's the one who somehow gets the game misconduct for the Blackhawks. That's beside the point, but still a couple of really bad hits by the Boston Bruins. And I, I get it was their home opener. They were probably having a little extra sparks uh, and, you know, having a little more buzz in their skates, but the Blackhawks got to show that that stuff isn't going to fly. And I really do think the veterans guys like Corey Perry, uh, Connor Murphy, keep an eye out for them tonight to set the tone early for the Chicago. If Reese Johnson's in the lineup, I think this is a perfect game for Reese to draw into the lineup for the Blackhawks, which I'll get into here in just a second. Um, But definitely something to keep an eye on throughout the course of this game, watching uh, veteran guys who will, and have shown us that they're willing to step up and kind of uh, jump in for their teammates, guys like Perry Murphy, Reese Johnson, keep an eye on them because I wouldn't be surprised if they're going after uh, John Beecher or uh, Brandon Carlo early on in this game to kind of make them answer the bell, if you will. But as far as the lineup we could see for the Blackhawks tonight, I mentioned already Taylor Hall is now week to week once again after re-aggravating that shoulder injury. Hopefully he won't be missing too much time because he has showed a really good dynamic with uh, Connor Bedard here in the early going. But on the flip side of that, fortunately for the Blackhawks, it does seem very likely 
that Philip Khrushchev is going to be making his season debut here tonight after missing the five-game road trip due to a wrist injury based on his comments yesterday. And we've seen him skating since the Blackhawks returned to Chicago. He was actually involved in line rushes during practice yesterday as well. All signs are indicating that Philip Khrushchev very likely is going to make his season debut tonight for the Blackhawks. And based off of what we saw during practice yesterday and kind of everything mixed together, I have a good feeling of what the Blackhawks and coach Luke Richardson are going to be rolling with here tonight. As far as the top line goes, kind of feel bad for Connor Bedard because it's been a little bit of a revolving door up there. And honestly, I don't think that's been by choice. I think Luke Richardson has done a good job of whenever Taylor Hall is healthy, he's had him next to Connor Bedard because he wants those two to build a connection with one another. But Obviously, Ryan Donato has been in and out. We saw Taylor Radish there in the last game against Vegas. And now with Taylor Hall being out, Connor Bedard's going to get another uh, new left winger playing on the top line alongside him. But I do expect it to be Tyler Johnson, Connor Bedard, and Taylor Radish as the top line for the Blackhawks tonight. I think Radish has had a really strong last couple of games after a little bit of a slow start. And I love to see him on the top line because I do believe he does have Maybe not top line upside, but second line upside, top six upside for the Blackhawks if he can kind of piece everything together. And Tyler Johnson has quietly been one of the better Blackhawks forwards here in the early going, despite not a a lot of success coming from that second line. And it is going to be interesting to see what the second line is tonight for the Blackhawks. Now, one thing I will mention about Philip Kurashev, Coach Luke Richardson did say he was planning to kind of ease him into the lineup. So uh, I wouldn't be shocked to see someone else on the left wing along with Lucas Reichel and Andreas Athanasiu here tonight. Now, if Kurashev is 100% ready to go, maybe Richardson changes his mind and maybe he does go with uh, Kurashev, Reichel, and Athanasiu, but I wouldn't be too surprised to see Kurashev open up in a bottom six role until he kind of gets uh, the legs and everything back under him. So I do believe we're going to see Ryan Donato get bumped up from the fourth line where he's been centering Uh, aligned with Kachuk and Reese Johnson here recently. I think he's probably the one to get a bump up in the lineup. Maybe he even goes back on that top line with Connor Bedard and we could see uh, Taylor Radish or Tyler Johnson on that second line as well. The veteran line, no need to be changing it here. Nick Foligno, Jason Dickinson, and Corey Perry. Although it was interesting to see Nick Foligno was on the top line with Connor Bedard during practice yesterday for the Blackhawks. I don't see why you'd break up that veteran line unless... Maybe that's the spot where Philip Kurashev goes into lineup and maybe uh, Ryan Donato does wind up sticking on the fourth line. So there, there are a couple of little things that, that could be tinkered with by Richardson, but I think we got a pretty good idea of what the lineup is going to be for the most part. Kachuk and Reese Johnson, I think, are going to be staying in the lineup now. I personally have been screaming for Mackenzie Entwistle to be in there over Boris Kachuk, but it kind of feels like uh, Luke Richardson doesn't, see eye to eye with me on that matter. So I wouldn't be surprised if Entwistle winds up being the odd man out. And as I said, I think this is a perfect game for Reese Johnson to be in the lineup, considering the physicality that we could see between these two sides. And then on the back end, I think we're going to see what we saw out of the Blackhawks in their home opener as well, where Kevin Korchinski got a bump up to the top pairing with Seth Jones. Those two didn't really vibe all that well, but was only one game's worth of action. So Luke Richardson looks like he's going to be going back with that as well as Alex Vlasic and Connor Murphy, who I thought had a really tremendous game together. And Alex Vlasic just continues to show signs of 
him growing into a really solid shutdown defensive defenseman. And then I think we're going to see Jared Tenorti on the left side with Wyatt Kaiser back on his off wing to round things out at the Blackhawks blue line. And then Peter Morazic figures to be in that after Arvid Soderbloom was the one who got the start in the Blackhawks season opener. All right, folks, there is my projected lineup for the Hawks tonight in their second matchup of the early going against the Boston Bruins. Coming up in just a moment here, I will get into my three keys to victory for the Blackhawks, as well as a sneak preview at what the Bruins could roll with in their lineup as well. But first, I need to talk to you all about game time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event, and game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. And I personally, this is not part of an ad read. I've been using game time for probably close to a decade now since I was well back in high school going to Blackhawks games as a 17, 18, 19-year-old. I've always found it to be the easiest way to purchase all of my tickets and the cheapest, might I add, whether I'm going to see the Blackhawks, uh, the Cubs, or any team in any city, I've used game time all across the United States. And I also love how they have views from all the seats in the venue. So you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. I highly recommend you all go and download the game time app right now. And if you create an account and use the promo code LOCKDOWNNHL in all caps, then you'll get $20 off for your first purchase. Again, you can get $20 off to come and see Connor Bedard and the Blackhawks play at the United Center this season. All you have to do is download the GameTime app and use the promo code LOCKDOWNNHL in all caps. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed, game time. I also got to talk to you all about eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience is what brings home the winning trophy, and it's also what keeps your ride or die alive. And eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and to level it up to peak performance, from superchargers roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. Plus, with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or you'll get your money back. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easier to turn your car into the MVP and to bring home that win. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. All right, segment two. I also wanted to be sure to get into the projected lineup for the Boston Bruins real quick that we could see here tonight against the Blackhawks. One thing to note In their last outing against, oh man, I apologize for not knowing off the top of my head who the Bruins played last, but Jake DeBrusque was late to a team meeting prior to that game, and he was actually healthy, scratched for Boston in that one. Now, this was two, three days ago, so maybe DeBrusque has gotten back on the coaching staff's uh, good side, and maybe he draws back into the lineup, but that's probably the one thing to keep an eye out for among the Boston Bruins forward group. Cause at this point in time, they only have 13 active forwards on their roster and DeBrusque was the odd man out last game. So we'll see. This is what Boston rolled with in their past outing, a top line of Milan Lucic, Pavel Zaka and David Pasternak. I believe that's the line we saw in the second game of the season and Pasternak wound up with the game winning goal. That top line did a, a lot of the damage for the Bruins in that matchup in terms of scoring chances and, opportunities and such. Brad Marchand was down, excuse me, on the second line with Matthew Poitras and Morgan Geeky. 
that seems like a spot where Jake DeBrus could possibly jump back into the lineup. James Van Riemsdyk, Charlie Coyle, and uh, Frederick. Why can't I think of Frederick's first name right now? going to kill me. Too many players in this league. Uh, but Frederick actually scored um, the opening goal of the game for the Bruins in that first matchup between the Blackhawks. Pretty solid third line for the Bees. And then Jakob Lauko, John Beecher, who I'm telling you to keep an eye out for tonight. That kid had to answer the bell, I believe, in his first NHL game against Jason Dickinson. Might have to answer the bell again here tonight. Uh, he was on the fourth line in the Bees last game along with Lauko and Patrick Brown. Then on defense, kind of the strength for the Boston Bruins, if you ask me, Matt Grizzlick, Charlie McAvoy, one of the best defensive pairings in the entire NHL. They also have Lindholm and Carlo, another guy to keep an eye out for this evening as well. Didn't get called at the time, and Taylor Hall kind of brushed it off and said, you know, that's hockey, which I love to hear at the same time, but was a dirty high hit from Brandon Carlo. If I was Corey Perry, I'd personally go and make him pay. And then Derek Forbert in the third defensive pairing, or the his partner on the third defensive pairing, is going to be interesting to keep an eye out for because in their past game, Ian Mitchell, former Blackhawks second-round pick, was in the lineup for the Boston Bruins. I figure this is probably a good opportunity for him to get in the lineup once again, coming back to his old home at the UC. I figure Ian Mitchell is probably going to be in the lineup for Boston. And then we could see either... Uh, Linus Allmark, who we saw in the Bruins opener, or we could see Jeremy Swayman. Either way, it's not going to be easy to get pucks past the Boston Bruins in this one. And as far as my keys to victory go for the Blackhawks, number one to me tonight is the penalty kill has to put this little mini skid to a halt because they went the first four games without surrendering a power play goal, but it's kind of killed them in their last two now. They've given up three PPGs, albeit to the Colorado Avalanche and the Vegas Golden Knights, two of the best teams and two of the best offenses in the entire NHL. But again, going up against a really good Bruins team tonight, as I just mentioned, that's tough to score goals on, regardless if it's Olmark or Swayman. I really think the Blackhawks PK has to come up big for this team tonight. I think, you know, it's hard to expect the Blackhawks to score, shoot, even three goals against this Bruins defense. So if it's going to be a low-scoring affair, Blackhawks penalty kill really needs to button down the hatchets and not surrender a power play goal in this one. My second key to victory for the Blackhawks, uh, I think uh, always a good home strategy is to score first and grab an early lead. And they did that against Vegas before, unfortunately, crumbling a little bit down the stretch of the third. But if they can jump ahead one to nothing early in this one and get that momentum right out of the gate in the first period, I think that's really big in, in setting the tone and you don't want to be chasing from behind against this Bruins bunch. doesn't matter if you're in Chicago, in Boston. You don't want to be playing from behind. And I know that's a cliche, but I feel like the Blackhawks have done a good job of setting the tone early in some of these games. They did it against Toronto, kind of struggled at doing it against Colorado, or did it against Toronto, struggled with it against Colorado, had a good first 40 minutes at 5-on-5 five five against Vegas. I think if they do that here again tonight, they're going to be in the mix with the Boston Bruins in the third period. And that's kind of all you can ask for. And then my third key to victory for the Blackhawks is do not back down to these boys, go out there and play a physical game and let them know you're not going to be pushed around. I know there are completely different kind of uh, feelings around this team, right? These two teams right now where the Bruins are expected to go and make a run for the Eastern conference title this year and for the Stanley cup and the Blackhawks just aren't at that step yet, but don't let this Bruins team go out there and bully you. And I do think it's really important for the Blackhawks and their veteran guys to, if you can play physical, play 
and provide that physicality here tonight on home ice. Let's show the Bruins that we mean business and we're not going to get pushed around. And I wouldn't mind whatsoever if one of these Blackhawks tough guys is willing to drop the gloves with someone early on to get the crowd even more into it. So there are my three keys to victory for the Chicago Blackhawks tonight in their second home game of the season against the Boston Bruins. Don't go anywhere, Blackhawks fans, because coming up in just a moment, I will get into an early Blackhawks prospects update after a strong weekend for the pipeline. But first, I need to talk to you all about FanDuel. Football season is underway, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every single time that they win in the regular season. All you got to do is pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you'll get a bunch of bonus bets for every single regular season victory. And you can use these bonuses to bet on everything from the money line to the point spread, over-unders, and even player props, all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, FanDuel pays you out instantly. There's no better place to bet on NFL football than FanDuel. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. All right, back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Once again, please make sure to go and smash that like button. Comment down below as to which Blackhawks player you're going to be focusing on the most in tonight's matchup against the Bruins. And as always, go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. And you can also turn on those push notifications to get notified when the episode gets uploaded each and every day. All right, segment three, I did want to get into a little bit of a quick prospect update on the Blackhawks after a really strong weekend from a a couple of the top players in the pipelines right now. And Friday night in particular was kind of a breathtaking showing from, I mean, like six or seven Blackhawks, Blackhawks prospects, excuse me, found the back of the net. Uh, Like 10 of them got on the stat sheet. It was an unbelievable performance and another just realization type of moment that, yeah, some of these guys are stepping onto the scene right now and we got a whole slew of, uh, shoot, a whole lot more of them that are going to be coming up these next three, four, five years or so. And then we got a slew of draft picks on top of it. So keep stockpiling the prospect pool. Hopefully some of these guys will turn out to be studs and we're getting a lot of good flashes from a, a lot of these good youngsters. What I wanted to start with though is just the sheer number of Blackhawks prospects playing college hockey right now. There's only like seven or eight of them in the system who are still playing college hockey. And that might even be too many, but most of them are playing for top 25 teams in the country here in the early going. And many of them are inside the top 10 coming in at number one on uh, the NCAA top 25 rankings was the university of Minnesota golden Gophers who have looked phenomenal here in the early going. And you know, who's looked phenomenal as well. Blackhawks fans, 19th overall pick in the 2023 NHL draft, Oliver Moore, baby. looks like he could be an absolute stud. And quite honestly, if I were ranking all the Blackhawks prospects right now, keeping Connor Bedard in there, I think Oliver Moore might have to be number two. He is pushing Kevin Korchinski, in my opinion, for that number two spot. That's how special he's looked. Had an absolutely wicked curl and drag wrister for his first collegiate goal with the Golden Gophers. Uh, Sam Renzel's playing some good hockey early on as well on defense. Minnesota tops the top 25 rankings right now at number one. And then coming in at number two, 
is a program us Blackhawks fans are quite familiar with in the University of Denver Pioneers, where 2022 third-round pick Aiden Thompson is currently taking part in his sophomore season. The University of Michigan Wolverines are also in the top 10 at number six. You all know my boy Frank the Tank Nazar has been centering uh, kind of a bunch of different lines in the early going for Michigan as they're off to a really good start. How about Providence has found their way inside the top 10 as well. Not a team that was, you know, it was a top 20 team, but I don't think anyone expected them to get off the start that they've gotten off to so far. And Tage Harding, Connor Kelly, two uh, Blackhawks defenseman prospects on the blue line for the Friars here this season. At number nine, also Boston University, which is kind of weird to say only one Blackhawks prospect is playing for BU this season. It feels like it's always been two or more with Alex Vlasic and Drew Camesso. Ryan Green is obviously in his sophomore campaign as well. So that right there is what, two, four, six, seven Blackhawks prospects that are playing for top 10 programs in college hockey right now. You'll love to see that. Coming in at number 11 as well, University of Minnesota Duluth Blackhawks 2022 six-round pick Dominic James was taking part in his junior campaign before unfortunately suffering a shoulder injury just about two weeks ago, I believe, and that injury will unfortunately require surgery, and Dominic James will have his junior season come to a close which is really unfortunate for the kid who made the United States World Juniors team last year and has shown a lot of good speed and abilities at the center position so far. Wishing, wishing and Dominic for sure a speedy recovery. And then at number 19, to kind of round things out, is UMass, the Minutemen, and uh, Liam Gorman, a prospect the Blackhawks actually traded for a couple of years ago and has played at Princeton the last few seasons, uh, is, taking, is transferred uh, for his senior fifth year senior season uh with the Minutemen. So that's how many Blackhawks prospects are playing for ranked teams here in the early going in the NCAA. I just outlined all of those players. Oliver Moore has gotten off to an incredible start. He's got six points in his first four collegiate games, one goal and five assists. His teammate Sam Renzel, former first round pick for the Blackhawks as well, has three assists in his first four games. Frankie Nazar, Frank the Tank Baby, is off to a great start for the Wolverines. Three goals and one assist for four points in his first six games. As I mentioned, it's kind of centered basically every line for the Wolverines so far here, and I really kind of think they're just trying to figure out exactly where they want to put him in the lineup, but a type of guy that can really bounce up and down with all of his abilities Aiden Thompson playing for the number two ranked Pioneers has a goal and two assists for three points in his first four games. I mapped out the really impressive start for Providence. How about Connor Kelly, a guy who I quite honestly don't think has a future here in Chicago, but off to a really strong start to his senior season with four assists in the first five games. His fellow blue liner with the Friars, Tage Harding, has two assists in five games as well. Ryan Green, as I expected for Boston University, he was their third line center for most of last year, appears to be getting the second line center spot here to start off the season. He's got a goal and an assist for two points in his first four games. Landon Slagger, the captain of the Notre Dame Fighting Irish this season, made the choice to return for his senior campaign rather than to sign his entry-level contract with the Blackhawks. That's a situation to keep an eye on over the next year as well. But Slaggart has gotten off to a phenomenal start with three goals in his first five games. And then getting into some of the uh, prospects for the Blackhawks that are playing in junior hockey or playing overseas and in other spots across the country or across the world, I guess I should say, because Roman Kansarov has been playing in the KHL 
got off to a really slow start. I believe he didn't have a point in his first 12 games, but now has two goals and three assists for five points in 20 games on the season. So he's really picked it up lately and has shown a lot of flashes of both his speed and his skill while already playing against grown men in the KHL. You love to see that. Paul Ludwinski, the captain for the Kingston Frontenacs of the OHL, has gotten off to a strong start as well in his first eight games. He's got two goals and four assists for six points, although I don't think the offense is ever really going to be his bread and butter. It's going to be the motor, the physicality, and his defensive prowess that gives him the best shot of transitioning to the NHL level. Gavin Hayes is another prospect to keep an eye on as well, who could be Uh, making the leap to professional hockey whenever his season wraps up with the Flint Firebirds. He's off to a good start, though, with three goals and three assists in his first seven games. Nick Lardis, third-round pick for the Blackhawks in the 2023 NHL Draft. I thought an absolute steal of a third-round selection. He's been tremendous for the Brantford Bulldogs, who at least according to my eyes, do not appear to be a very good team this year. Kind of seems like Nick Lardis is doing a lot of heavy lifting for the Bulldogs in his first nine games of the season. He's got six goals and one assist for seven points. A lot of good goal scoring and speed out of Nick Lardis for Brantford so far. And how about Blackhawks second round pick in this past year's draft, Martin Misiak. He might be the most impressive Uh, prospect for the Blackhawks playing in junior hockey right now because after being the first overall selection in the CHL import draft, Misiak has not disappointed for the Erie Otters in his first 10 games. He's already got four goals and five assists for nine points as a true 18-year-old off to an unbelievable start to his career with Erie. And then Ilya Safinov is definitely someone I wanted to mention as well. Another Blackhawks prospect that's over in the KHL playing against grown men, if you all remember correctly, last year as a 22-year-old, and I believe he was actually 21 at the time, midway through the season, he was named the captain for Akbars, which is pretty crazy considering of how young he is and how inexperienced he is in that league, but tells you just how much of a true leader he already is. And in 20 games so far this season, he has four goals and three assists for seven points. Keep an eye on Safinov. I really do think he's going to be coming over to North America within the next calendar year. And then rounding things out, Blackhawks, second round pick from this past year's draft. The first goalie off the board, Adam Guyan for the Green Bay Gamblers of the United States Hockey League. He got lit up by the United States Development Program a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Or actually, it wasn't. It was the Dubuque. uh, Oh, my gosh. Fighting Saints, excuse me. Niels Juntorp played for them last season. The the Dubuque Fighting Saints actually were the ones to absolutely light up Guyane, but he still has some pretty good numbers on the season. A 5-3-0 record, 2-9-6 goals against average, 9-11 save percentage in his first eight USHL games this season. So a lot of good stuff from a lot of Blackhawks prospects here in the early going. I know most of them have only played four, five, six games, but you love to see the prospects showing their flashes early and make sure you're subscribed to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube and go and follow at Talkin' Hockey on X as well, because not to toot my own horn, I think I do a really good job of keeping all you Blackhawks fans updated with all these prospects throughout the course of the season. This is going to be a segment I regularly do here on the show, and it's also something I love posting about on social media. So again, go and follow Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube for more of these prospect updates and go and follow Talkin' Hockey so you can see what these guys are doing throughout the course of their respective seasons. 
All right, folks, I think that is going to wrap up today's episode of Locked On Blackhawks. As always, thank you all again for tuning into the show and be sure to go and follow Locked On Blackhawks for free right now wherever you may be listening to your podcast. And as I just said, subscribe to Locked On Blackhawks on YouTube. It's 100% free and also go and turn on those push notifications so you can get notified when the episode is uploaded each and every day. As always, I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Go and give me a follow on X at Jack Bushman 2. And go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. So until tomorrow's episode, go Hawks. Let's do the unthinkable. Let's go and pick up the Bruins for the first win at the United Center this season. Everyone, enjoy the rest of your day. Get outside. Enjoy that lovely weather. Until tomorrow's episode, I'll see you later. Got to get this clip out, though. I'm being a little doo-doo head dummy. See ya.